What's going on, guys? Welcome to a new episode of Breaking Bread. We got the worldwide famous Premium Pete here. Man, that's a, that's a hard uh, comment to live by, but... Um, <laughs> if people are ordering your pasta sauce in Japan, that means you're, that you're world famous. I mean, Japan, Japan uh, Melbourne, Australia, London, uh, Lithuania, uh, uh, um, um, Scotland. Uh, um, Scotland? Um... Dubai. Dubai. Wow. Um, um, man, I'm saying so many fucking ums. <laughs> no, no, listen. It's, um, you know, one thing that's really special, and we'll get into it. First of all, thanks for having me. Of Absolutely, course, Pete. Thanks it's, for having me. It's a me. pleasure. And, and I will say this, though. Um, when people, you know, right now, a two-pack um, of my sauce is uh, $15.99, right, mm-hmm. online. People are ordering. It's crazy to me, and I'm very thankful. Um, thing is, like ninety five ninety nine, meaning eighty dollars shipping, yeah, fifteen ninety nine <laughs> oh, for the yeah. product, and 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 that's really uh, you know it's really special. You know, I think um, you know when you put something out there, you give people a chance to critique it. You know, some people are gonna like it, some people aren't gonna like it. You know, it's just that's just how it is. You know, no matter how good you are, no matter how positive you are, not no matter how much you help people. People will find stuff uh, uh, to hate on you, and I and 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 I guess I say, um, don't ever let that um, affect your vision to where you're going. Listen, man, if it's going worldwide, people buying it around the world, the sauce has got to be fucking bomb. Well, yeah. Well, well, well first <laughs> you know? of all, first of all, you want to have you know, and that's the thing that's really special. And I think anybody who's Italian or Italian American, or particularly even if you're not, if you make a certain sauce, if your grandmother, if you grew up with that type of traditional sauce. You know it's authentic. You know it's good. It's just a matter of putting good marketing behind that. You know, that's one thing special. Italian food is a, 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 like many others, but Italian food is a culture of life. You know, think about it. These fucking people, most of people are heavy. Most people <laughs> are named Fat Tom, Fat Dom, <laughs> Fat Jerry. You think, well, let me ask you. Don't make fun of them because I'm going to tell you why. They have lived a life. Yeah. You know, I know health as well, but... That's a lot of fucking brajute, you know, a lot of brajute, a lot of, a lot of, you know, spaghetti, a lot of pasta. You know, look, I will say this. Sitting down and conversating mm-hmm. is an Italian family thing, something that I miss. And when I say I miss, I miss because as you get older, and like most families, it's not only about Italian, but I'm speaking from my experience. Your family dwindles, you know, who passes away. Who doesn't talk to this one no more? Who's upset about this? Who doesn't like this one now? And it's really sad because I think when you're young and you grow up in such a big family, you don't realize how much that support is really your backbone of your journey until you get older. You know, I think of my life, I, you know, I've, been, I've done so many fucking things. And whether good or bad, I can sit here and say that my family always supported me. You know, I remember being in the precinct and my mother asked the the, the, the the cops if she could bring me some, you know, uh, uh, sausage, meatballs, and, and, and some, <laughs> some pasta. I swear to God. And, and uh, I remember the cop exactly saying, like, you know, your mother's crazy. She wants to bring you some, some, some pasta and sausage <laughs> and meatballs. Well, I told her she can because she's going to bring me some as well. <laughs> and I was like, eh, that sounds like my mother. Were you the type that would have lunch at school and have the fork and knife? You know, it's funny. I no, no. It's funny though. I had no, I had Nutella sandwiches. See, I was. It's funny because when you think about 
certain people, and again, this is this is for people listening. Like you know, it doesn't matter if you're Italian or not. But what I'm saying is, when you think about the Italians who listen and understand, I'm Italian American. I'm proud. I'm a proud Italian American. But there was like kids I grew up with that were really Italian. You know, like their mother and father spoke no English. You know what I mean? And they had to translate. I remember like kids I grew up with. Like, that teacher would say, like, you know, they'll get in trouble. The kid had to translate to the parents. So he would just oh, say, oh, she said, I'm a very nice, you know, like, they would tell the parents yeah, in Italian, yeah, yeah. you know, oh, she's just saying, and the parents were, oh, okay, thank you, thank you. And they have no idea what the <laughs> fuck is going on. I, I always found that funny. But those are the type of kids that would come while you had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. They had a Nutella sandwich. Yeah. And I don't know why they felt bad, because Nutella is, uh, is a, one of the goat Italian snacks. Yeah. Along he, with Martinelli's. <laughs> Apple juice. I <How> don't. <laughs> how would you like a? How was it like? Obviously, you're a man of many talents. You have your hands in almost every aspect of the entertainment industry. What was it like growing up with an, an Italian family and trying to explain that to them? Like, explain your dream. Man, it's a great question because I'm still going through it. That's the only thing I hate about fucking Italians, man. <laughs> they never acknowledge what you're doing unless it's something normal. Like, uh, you work a nine to five, you go, you work 30 years, you make a nine, you retire, and then you die. That's what, no. I know. It's, it's not, that's yeah. not what I'm living anymore, and that's not what I'm preaching to live. You know, if you want to do that and keep yourself busy, no problem. But, you know, we live in a world where my generation still deals with a little bit of stigma about, well, we don't know exactly what you do. Look, I'm blessed to sit here and say, I've done a lot of things. I'm blessed to still be here because I've done a lot of, you know, things that, that I thought that maybe I wouldn't be here. You know, I got casted into a movie. Armand DeSante says, you are good. Something, I want you to go for this audition that I'm a lead in. I think you could, you know, I think you could be good at it. I tell my parents, they're like, oh, wow, we hope that works out for you. And I says, oh, okay. And then I called them back. I says, I got the part. And they says, ah, we hope it works out. Yeah. And I'm like, what works out? I got the fucking part in a movie. <laughs> you know, you know, and and, and, and again, you know, it, it sometimes, you know, even like my, you know, I have like a lot of family members that support me. And they are and have been the backbone of my journey. You know, I never forget those moments. Never. You know, my grandmother, um, you know, 80 years old, you know taking a 10-hour bus to a prison to see me. Oh, wow. You know, 10 hours each way, you know, um, sitting on the floor, correction officers walking by, and she's like, damn piece of shit. I said, <laughs> I said, Grandma, they didn't do anything. You know, I wanted to play the game, and I'm here. Yeah. I do yeah. it, and I go home. But the support, you know, I was away with a lot of kids. They never got a visit. And they, they were really hurt and destroyed. You know, you get no mail, you get no visits. You know what that tells the people in jail? You're, you're nobody. And nobody cares about you. Yeah. And it's a hard fucking feeling to go through. And I want to sit here and say, I'm, family is everything to me. Because it gave me that support that I needed, even if it was not even known when I was down and out. And, you know, again, growing up, you know, one thing I loved about a big Italian family, you know, somebody had a raise. Like, somebody got a raise at their job. There was 30 people on a Tuesday with a cake. <laughs> <laughs> we have a small cake, little yeah. Carvel. You Always know. a little Carvel. You yeah, know, a little cheesecake. But, 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 you know, coffee wants coffee, you know. Yeah. Who wants, you know, but those moments always stick with me. But to answer your question, too, you know, 
I'm still going through that. And honestly, it hurts me. And I say it hurts me only because you have to continuously prove yourself, even mm-hmm. though you're living. I mean, yeah. I, I, you know, I've done so many things, bought houses, showed my parents different things, took them on vacations, did whatever I could do. And they somehow, they love me, but they somehow still don't understand mm-hmm. what I do. And I get that a lot, you know. Shouts to Rocco. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> people always ask me, you know, because like this, like, what is it that you exactly do? And, you know, I started answering, depends on what day of the week it is. <laughs> but it, I think you should learn, and I should learn better to explain to people what exactly I do. The problem is I do so many things, you know, that I don't know how sometimes to explain that. But obviously people see the value. So anyway, long story short, when you think of your parents or people that you love... If you're an entrepreneur, if you, I don't give a fuck what you are, Italian, anything, Russian, let me tell you something. You have to believe in you more than ever. Stop looking for uh, approval and um, understanding from people who have no idea where you're going. If you know where you're going, you need to continuously stay focused. And approval that's it. is the right word. That's what I was saying. Well, we're looking about. for approval exactly. from people who grew up no, never even talking about the word entrepreneurship. Yeah, in a different time frame. You know, it's yeah. kind of like that feeling where you get a 90 in a spelling test and you bring it home and they say, what happened to the other two points? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. See, that type of thing. See, see, that's, see, that's, that's type of stuff that, you know, that makes me personally be like, ah, fuck this shit. Yeah. Because, you know, people look for perfection, but there's no such thing, mm-hmm. you know. But I will say this. As an entrepreneur, as somebody who likes to create things, who, you know, is an artist in his own right, um, you know, you can't only look for people. You know, again, again I, I, I've been with women who say, oh, it'd be nice for me to just get up in the morning and jump on a plane and, 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 and you know, I got to go to work. Well, I'm going to work too. I'm going to produce this show down in L.A. I'm just saying. Yeah. You can't you have to it's very t- very tough I, I i'm and i don't know if i'm if i sound like i'm struggling with it is because it's very very tough it's something that i still deal with that annoys me Pete, do you think a good word to use is influencer is that what you would add no 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 i mean i don't i don't i, I guess i don't i'm not a fan of the word you mean me as an influencer because no. you're influential you don't think well you can influence people and not be an influence you True. could be somebody that is a creative somebody that is an artist somebody that does a lot of things and you know, I mean, if you if you're not, I, I I'd rather say you inspire people, man. Inspire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you inspire people, and I think that's important. But most people are only out to inspire themselves. But anyway, that's my opinion. So where did the name premium come from? Yeah, that's what I want listen, to <laughs> listen. You know, it's funny. Before I get there, I'll tell you this. Um, and this is why I say never. One of my biggest quotes is never ever stop believing in you. And I write that a lot because you could stop believing in you, and you'd be surprised what happens. You know, get depressed if you get depressed. You know, and you want to put the blanket over your head or you want to shut the light off during the day. Maybe you want to take a little nap because you feel a little defeated. Just don't stay there long. Because the point I'm trying to make is when you stop believing in you, everything could stop. Everything could stop. You know, before I get to where premium came from, I never forget about like 15, 16 years ago. Well, maybe, maybe earlier than that. A couple of years before that. I remember I was at a sneaker event. And some kid who was like young, like 15 years old. And he came up to me. He was like, premium Pete, right? And I'm like, 
yeah, yeah, what's up? He's like, ah, oh, man, great to meet you, man. Can I take a picture with you? I was like, yeah, yeah. And as, uh, as he was getting like his dad or something, it's like a young kid to take a picture with me. He was like, Premium Pete. And his father says, Premium Pete? That's some fucking name. <laughs> <laughs> and to be honest with you, I was at a point where I was thinking of getting rid of it. Because I was like, you know, I don't know. I was just, you know, sometimes it's like a radio guy. You I love the name, man. No, no, awesome. no, no. The way that father said that shit, mm -hmm. I believed him from his soul. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I was like, forever, you know, we're going to run and keep it. But premium always came from sneakers, you know. When you think about premium Air Force One, premium mm -hmm. was always the qualities, was always the higher level of a sneaker. So, you know, me always being a, a, a sneaker lover, collector, obsessor, whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, just went with premium. I mean, I've called a lot of things. The neighborhood Italian kid, I called Petey. You know, uh, at one point in time, I was very short. They called me Half Pint. <laughs> Petey Boy. Um, you know, Petey was always a big thing. You know, I think Italians like, you know, Petey Boy. You know, you always get like <laughs> hey, that. Petey. Yeah, so you always get like things like that. But premium, you know, is, is something that stuck with me through all those years. And like I said, has, you know, really developed into... Uh, you know, I guess some people say, is your, is your real name Pete? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's not like I'm saying premium Pete. My name's Jack. I do it. Wait, so your last name isn't Pete? Your first name isn't premium? No, no, no. Premium I, I put that on things, though. Really? Yeah, yeah, I put that on things. What is your full name? Peter Gibaldi. Okay. Very Italian, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used Super to get Italian. called Baldi. The funny thing is, uh, you know... Um, or Gibraltar. People think it's Gibraltar. Yeah. Because there's a Gibraltar. Gibraltar the place. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I would get that. Nobody can really pronounce it right. But yeah, it is typical Italian name, you know. Where would you say that your uh, family's ancestry is from in Italy? Because I know that you said that your grandparents are right off the boat, right? Yeah, yeah, from Sicily. Uh, Castle Mare the Gulf. You know, I really didn't go a lot. You know, that's the thing, too. It's like when my mother's side, when the, my grandmother's mother's side passed away, that was many years ago. You know... I was telling you, too, when we spoke the other day, that's when I realized we had cousins come from Italy. These people had blonde hair, blue eyes. I was like, who the fuck are these people? <laughs> and they were looking at me like, who the fuck is this people? They would come to New York, you know what I mean? And, and, and you know, it was a shell shock for me, you know. Um, Italy is beautiful. You know, I haven't visited enough as I would like. You know, I think in my later age, um, I need to make, like, a real big visit there, start to see some whoever family I have left there. Um... But, you know, I'm more so Italian-American. But, yeah, my family is Sicily. Uh, uh, that but little place called Castellamari de Golf. If you look up, you look up. Where is it? It should be over here somewhere. Yeah, it's over there on the wall. Yeah. Would you want some pastries right now? I yeah. Got I, yeah. some pastries. You got, you, you, got ra you got rainbow cookies? Seven <laughs> layers? No? No. We have you got pignoli cookies. Pignoli I'll eat all day. You know, it's funny, my, gran nine. my grandmother used to make pignoli cookies, but she used to really complain how much it costs for the uh, the, uh, the almond paste or yeah. the, something like that. The marzipan. You know? There we go. What do we got? What do we that got? one's empty. Doing? Uh, <laughs> what's here? How you doing? That one's empty. <laughs> Come on, Greg. What pastries are those? Yeah, Let me you see what we got. Pig yeah. I love pignolis. You got a little bit of everything. Nice. So, one thing I love about pignolis is inside it's like a chewy gum. Mm-hmm. Um... Expensive cookie by the pound, you know, but very good, very good. My my grandmother also used to make seven layer cake. I know some people call it rainbow cookies, some people call it seven layer. My grandma would make that for scratch. One of my favorite dishes, yeah. One on top, one on top, one on top. It was a tedious uh, procedure. 
but it was something, you know, when you think about those moments in Italian families, even like the sticky balls. Yeah. What are they called? We were just talking. Strafoli. I remember my grandmother had the machine. She put on the side of the table and clamped it there. And she was like running the fucking thing and who's dipping this and putting the honey in. And I'll be honest with you, what they didn't realize what they were doing was teaching entrepreneurship mm-hmm. and how everyone came together and made this happen. You know, in the beginning when I just dropped the sauce, and the reason why I dropped the sauce is because my grandmother, who lived to 98, Grandma Premium, who, God bless, uh, God bless her, God yeah, bless. you know, I miss her every day. Um, on the year she passed away, I didn't want to be sad. Uh, because I'm going to be honest with you, it has been very hard for me, even though it's been, uh, you know, uh, it's coming up on two years. Oh, man. It's, it, it's been very, very hard for me. Um, just being honest. You know, a lot of people say, oh, you know, she lived 98 years, what a life. But she lived all of my life. Yeah. yeah. So all we knew was her. Mm-hmm. You know, the holidays ain't the same. Of course. Again, I told you, Italian family, this happens in every family, but I'm speaking from my point. You have that matriarch of the family. I was just about yeah. to say, patriarch all of a sudden, All of a sudden, this one, this one, this one, this one. My family went from big, over the years, you'll see how it just shrinks to yeah. small. Who argues about money or about that? But, you know, I think about those moments and how we would share. And I think about when we dropped the sauce. On, the, on her one-year anniversary passing away, I was like, you know what? We're going to celebrate this as a day of this is the second-year anniversary or the first-year anniversary yeah. of the sauce drop and not she's gone. This is for, her, you know, in, mem- in memory of her and, 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 and what she had brought to the table as being a family. Um, and, and I think that was special. And I had all my family, I had my mother making the sauce, my father mixing it. We were canning it. And my, my daughter putting on the label before we moved to, you know, a small factory. And I was like, yo, this is straight out the mud. <laughs> this is showing your family. Like, this is showing your kids. This is showing people how to, how to just, you know, literally straight out the mud. And you, you knew know. right away. You turned into a business, right? Well, I've always been a businessman, you know. And here's one thing I, I, I never did. And it's a mistake, and I tell people don't do this. Is I took a very long time for me to put out something that people could support me. You know, in this day and age, I don't give a fuck if you're an IG comedian. People are going to fuck with you. Mm-hmm. And don't be ashamed to put something out because they want to support. How do I support all these laughs you've been giving me? How do I support all this advice you've been giving me all these years? How do I support all this content that I get from people all over the world that says, yeah. you literally changed my life? So I would see people, Premium P, oh man, how can I support you? I'd be like, yeah, I watch a show or, or, or listen to a show or something. So when I put out the sauce, I think it was the first opportunity for people to really show Fine. some love and, 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 and say, let me support this kid. But it is a weird feeling because it's like, you know, you don't want people to think like, you know, uh, uh, buy this, but I don't want to be one of those people. I want it to be like something that like when you use it, in your house and you want to make some nice pasta or you want to make like a, a nice chicken palm or a baked ziti or an eggplant palm, or you want to take your dish to the next level, use this. And really inspire someone to say, hey, you can make something happen. So when you started your entrepreneurship journey, that was with the sneakers? Is that where it started 15, no, 16 years no, ago? No, I would say... I was going to say you've, you've been a hustler your whole entire yeah, life whole probably, life, right? Yeah. I mean, so, I was so a paper boy. Start? I was a paper boy. I had paper route. I don't even know if people know what that is anymore. <laughs> I was delivering newspapers, daily news. 
Um, I had a route at a young age. A lot of people did. But I wouldn't say that was entrepreneurship. Maybe it was early. You know, for many years, to be honest with you, I spent a lot of years in the dark. And I, I say this a lot, you know, um, where I didn't know it was what I wanted to do. You know, my nephew, he's 18 years old. Um, you know, his name's Robert. Oh, shit. What the hell's going on here? They're coming to get us. Um, <laughs> we didn't do it. <laughs> How you doing? Omerta. Pete, and you know, I like just want to say that going back on, because I know that you're an inspirational speaker now, or I guess you can say motivational speaker. I've seen what people have written to you and the way that you've changed people's lives. Like that's a really amazing thing that you got going. Like you're passing down that knowledge of life. You know, it's something that you do inadvertently too. Like meaning like it's not something I woke up and said, I want to help other people. Mm-hmm. You know, you first want to help yourself. Yeah. Um, I just think that um, when you're not selfish and and you've been through a lot in life and you're blessed just to be able to, uh, you know, live a life and you're able to, you know, look, without going too much into it, it's fucking hard to become successful. It's even harder to stay successful. Some people don't want it. You know, I, I met a guy in the parking lot today and he was walking past my, the, you know, because I have an electric car and he says, where's the gas? I says, no gas, all electric. And he says, I'll never get it. I said, okay, why? He says, I don't like change. And I was like, okay, <laughs> no. But what I'm saying is, this is there are people who don't like change yeah. and, and you can't talk to them. But I think that if you have a message where you're trying to deliver... And my message has always been for people to to strive harder, to never give up, that you that you didn't make a mistake, you earned a lesson, that you could change your life around, that you could you know, you could come home from prison and be a better person, that you could be a better father, that you could that you could, you know but there's also other things that come along with that. And I'm and I'm gonna be very honest with you. A lot of people want you know, we're living in a day and age where people want to become famous tonight. Not even tomorrow. Not even worried about money. They want to become famous. Let me tell you something, man. It takes 10 years to become an overnight success, but more so, it really, you have to use the certain tools. I'm not trying to sound uh, uh, like, a, like a fucking preacher, but you have to practice tools to become that. And one of the, you know, a lot of that is sacrifice. You know, when you don't want to sacrifice, you need to sacrifice. You know what happens? People get very comfortable with things, people, and projects. And what happens is they wind up dragging their feet. I'm telling you, if you feel like you know me and you, you know, or you feel like you know somebody else, you know, you still want to come correct. You still want to deliver yourself at a high level. Sometimes people say like, ah, I hung out with Pete a thousand times, you know, I don't really, you know, or ah, I did this or I did that. I, you know, listen, you sacrifice. I don't know how to explain somebody like me. If you think I'm somebody that has done a lot of things, I'm still telling you I'm sacrificing. I'm, you know, I'm sacrificing even now. Look, you know, um, I got a lot of love for growing up Italian, Sabino, his whole family, and 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 uh, Anthony. Uh, you know, I met him over the past what, a couple of months or yeah, something. Months nice ago. kid, nice young kid. You, you know, you try to support people. What I'm saying, sacrifice is this: somebody who ever considers to be in in my stage or whatever. I was in Staten Island. I live in Jersey. It took me an hour to get here. I could have went home. Now I got to come here and then go all the way back oh. there. Most people wouldn't do this. Yeah. 
especially if you think about it, it's like kind of like this is a new show. I want to make this show. Uh, uh, I want to give a good episode and have it go good. Most people are selfish. Yeah. What's that show going to do for me? So that is what I'm saying. Most people get to a point, okay, and they become popular from what they do, and they stop doing what they got popular to do. Uh, and then they don't know how to figure it out. So the point I'm trying to make is you could always springboard, which we could get into, and I told you springboarding is something that I really believe in, meaning springboarding from one thing to another, making something happen from something else. You know, somebody like me in sneakers, then I get into podcasting because somebody invited me. Then you go into this because of food, and you go into here, and I think that makes it all come together, you know?